It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sports Legends of the Carolinas. I'm your host, Scott Fowler, sports columnist for the Charlotte Observer. And in this podcast, I seek out some of my favorite sports legends who made a mark in the Carolinas and ask them to tell me stories from their time on and off the field or the golf course in this instance. Watch what love does. For this episode of Sports Legends of the Carolinas, I'm thrilled to have golfer Davis Love III. Love was born in Charlotte and later returned to the state to become a standout golfer at the University of North Carolina in the 1980s. A major champion and a 21-time winner on the PGA Tour, Love was inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame in 2017. He now lives in Sea Island, Georgia, where he is still an active competitor and also designs golf courses. To watch Brad Daugherty and Michael Jordan hit their first golf balls, watching amateurs play, is one of some of the highlights. Davis can see as he just looks right down, he has found the end of the rainbow. That is what love is all about. Oh my goodness. And this interview is particularly timely because Davis Love III is the captain of the 2022 U.S. President's Cup team which plays in Charlotte September 23rd to 25th at Quail Hollow Club. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening. And to consider a digital subscription to the Charlotte Observer to continue supporting content like this. Davis Love III, next on Sports Legends of the Carolinas. Davis, welcome to the show. Thank you. We really appreciate you being here. Would you start us off just by describing for people who have never been to a President's Cup or never seen one on TV exactly what they are going to see in Charlotte? Well, it's it's our um, all-star game. Um, it's our Super Bowl. <laughs> it's, uh, it's our uh, World Series because we don't get to play as a team, but once a year. Uh, we play Ryder Cup one year. We play President's Cup the next year. And it's our chance to, to represent our country, um, to band together 12 players, 12 caddies, 12 wives and or girlfriends <laughs> and get on the team bus and actually play as a team. So it's it's different than what you see year round on the PGA Tour. And then obviously um, we've got the flag on our hats and our shirts and they play the national anthem before we tee off. And it's a big week. And then the build out at a at a President's Cup, especially at Quail Hollow, if you went to the the Wells Fargo or you went to the PGA Championship is a lot bigger. So it's it's a huge event, and we're just thrilled for a lot of reasons that it's in Charlotte and in North Carolina. 
Yeah, it really is. And I know we're thrilled to have it in, in Charlotte and North Carolina. Obviously, course changes at Quail Hollow, too. I mean, the Green Mile becomes, what, like holes 13 through 15. I I've think. practiced yeah. on this for years. You play one through eight yeah. <laughs> as you normally play them uh, as a member or in the Wells Fargo. And then you skip the ninth hole. And you go around behind the 11th green and you start on 12 and you play all the way through the green mile. 18 will be 15 and then 10, 11, and then you play nine. The ninth hole will be the 18th hole. And the theory there is if they built all these grandstands and skyboxes on 18 as we play it coming up to the clubhouse, a lot of matches wouldn't get there. Right. And we want the green mile and we want the clubhouse and we want the hospitality and everybody to see the golfers. So they'll actually, we're hoping that we end with a win right there by the clubhouse and then just go on in um, on, you know, 15 when four and three, but um, it, it really sets up the golf course really well. I mean, they wouldn't do it in the Wells Fargo because you know, everybody's going to finish on the 18th hole. Um, so it's a nice change, and um, I think the fans, there's, you know, either four or five matches going on Thursday through Saturday, and then there's obviously just 12 on Sunday. So it's easy to follow where everybody is. You won't, you won't lose them. Yeah, right. <laughs> when they go to eight and then they go over to 12, you won't, you won't lose track of them. Um, it, it's, exciting. it's exciting for us. We know that those three holes will be pivotal in the matches. Um, the Green Mile will play a big part in in this President's Cup. So you are the captain of the President's Cup, and you have had a lot of experience being a captain of various U.S. teams. Obviously, it's very important to you. But so what does a captain do? What are the main qualities of a good captain? Um, well, the, the main thing a captain does is worry about things until it actually <laughs> starts. And this time, it's usually, you know, basically a two-year cycle. You, you know the year before, and then um, – the year of you're preparing the last two cycles, obviously with the pandemic, the Ryder cup got pushed back, which pushed the president's cup back a year. So I've been at it really almost three years, but our job as captains is just to help the players get ready to play. They know how to play golf. They just played the FedEx cup playoffs. They're playing really well. Um, it's just organization. It's making sure they uh, a month out there, they fit their clothes and they understand when they're supposed to be there. And, um, we start talking two weeks out about who they're going to play with. Now we do a lot of um, statistical work, analytics, money ball kind of stuff leading in. So we've been talking to the players a lot about how, how we're preparing, how the course is going to play, things like that. So we're just coaches and these guys know how to get ready for golf tournaments, but we're messing them up a little bit. Like we take their bag away from them and give them the red, white, and blue bag. So the, the organizational things, um, especially for the rookies, you know, Jordan and Justin, they won't have any problem. They, they've been at this a while. Um, for Cam Young, <laughs> we need to we need to hold his hand a little bit until he gets there and make sure that he's he's doing the things to be ready. So that's really just my job, and that's fun because I get to just I get to help out the players and get them ready to play. Do you how I know uh, you know you were on the tour forever and probably knew every little locker room scrape that there was. Uh, do you need some counsel now, or do you always know that like? this guy just doesn't want to play with that guy or this guy and this guy are such good friends. They'll be a great pair. No, we use um, this analytics team now, both on the Ryder cup. And, and now this is the first year on the president's cup. 
because we've gotten used to them on three years of Ryder Cup and we love their advice and counsel and the things that they come up with. So there's the analytics side of it. How does this player fit this course? I know that you better not split up Cantlay and Shoffley or you better have a really, really good reason. (laughs) reason. Um, Just like captains in the past would think that they should split up Fred Couples and Davis Love because they're both long hitters and that it equals into two good teams. Well, if we'd had analytics back then, and if we'd have communicated more for months with our captain, the captain would have understood that no analytics can beat the positivity that Fred and I felt together. So it's hard for um, Lanny Watkins to understand that because what we started doing after the, the loss in 2014 Ryder Cup is we've started as captains communicating more. We've brought in more experts. We've talked to players more than we ever had. Our goal is to get to the Presence Cup with the pairings pretty much made. Um, rather than before, when I got to the to the Ryder Cup at the Belfry, I was telling Tom Kai, go go tell Watson we want to play together. I don't want to play with anybody else. And it was Wednesday or Thursday oh be- gosh, before yeah. we find out. Uh-huh. You don't want guys worrying beforehand, you know, is, is the captain going to split us up? Jordan and Justin obviously want to play together. Um, let's prepare them that, hey, yes, you're going to play together. But if something happens, somebody gets hurt or somebody's not playing well all of a sudden, here's plan B. And that's what Tiger has been great at is Tiger does plan A, plan B, plan C, and then he does plan A if the wind's blowing and plan B if the wind's not blowing. And, you know, it's those kind of details that we've learned how to be coaches and not just honorary observers at, at the matches. Do you feel like the U.S. team is like like it's one of these situations where, I don't know, an NCAA basketball tournament in which you're a, you know, you're a really high seed and they're a lower seed and like it's sort of a sort of a difficult position for you because if you lose people are like oh my gosh they lost that you know I mean I I can't win sort of situation well um, we've played a lot of these matches both Ryder Cups and Presidents Cups that we were supposed to win (laughs) and that we did not win (laughs) and we do have to be careful we have to um, our guys are fired up you know um, I think it's like any team wherever you show up USA Basketball goes to Olympics you know they're supposed to win. Oh, of course. You, yeah. But you have if you're not prepared, if you don't practice, and you don't get organized, um, and you're not somebody's going to sneak up on you because they want to they want to beat the the big shots. Um, so yes, on paper we're used to that. Now we did lose three Ryder Cups in a row. If I may, I'd like to steal an idea here from Bobby Jones. If I could take everything in my life except for what happened here this week in the beautiful state of Minnesota and say that I have led a rich and satisfying life. All I did was ride around in a cart, write down names on a lineup card, and respond to text from Tiger and Bubba. 10, 12, 14. There was more pressure on that 16 team to turn it around. It was great to be a part of that and watch them succeed. So they, they're going to rely on that, and that the next year in the 17 Presidents Cup, they played unbelievable golf. We had some guys not play well in Paris, and the course didn't suit us quite, and we lost that Ryder Cup. But we came right back, and Tiger led all the way down to Australia and and great matches there and beat a great team. And then Steve Stricker's team played unbelievable at Whistling Straits. 
So we are kind of on a roll since 14. We've only lost lost one since losing that 14 Ryder Cup. But we have to be we have to be prepared because it's golf. If we have one or two guys not play well and they have one or two guys play unbelievable, all of a sudden it's going to be really, really close. Um, any two can beat any two. I could take two kids from here at Sea Island and put them on the President's Cup team and they're, they'll look like stars. You might not know their names, but they're great golfers and they could beat any two on Trevor's team just because it's match play and it's partnerships and it's best ball. You know, um, I, I'd put, um, I'd put the odds that we're a slight favorite just because their team is PGA tour players. They're, they're really good players. So. Um, but we have to, we have to watch out and we have to be ready. And that's messaging from the captains that will certainly have little goals to get us to the big goal. We'll be back right after this. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. The, um, to, to totally change topics for a minute, but I know there's a, you and I both went to UNC. You were much more famous, but we were both there around the same time in the mid eighties. And there's all these conflicting stories about how you turned Michael Jordan into a golfer or you were, that story's overstated, but I know you had some connection with Michael Jordan's very beginning in the game. Obviously he's a, a legend of the sport in a lot of ways. So what's the real story on you and Michael Jordan? Well, the real, the real story of Michael Jordan's golf is in, is in the building there with Michael and the team at Charlotte is Buzz Peterson. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> and so Buzz, who was the North Carolina player of the year in high school when Michael and Buzz came out yeah. and Buzz was supposed, supposedly the hot shot coming in as a freshman, not this Michael Jordan kid. And the great thing about Buzz is, is he liked to play golf. So um, I was a year behind them, but I was on the golf team and I liked watching basketball and we all hit it off. I got to be friends with Buzz and Buzz um, came out and played golf. So did 
Coach Smith did his assistant coach, Roy Williams. And so did a lot of the other guys around the team. And the next thing you know, we were all on the golf course. And we were also, a lot of us happened to be in summer school. So in summers, we would play even more golf. And Michael was just tagging along with Buzz. He'd ride in the cart or he'd come out and hang out and watch us hit balls. Um, and we, we started him off keeping score. He's keeping track of the bets. And then he knew how to he knew how to gamble on golf before he even hit a golf ball, and then he just couldn't take it anymore. So I want I want I want to hit one, you know. To, to watch Brad Daughtery and Michael Jordan hit their first golf balls is one of some of the highlights of my my amateur watching amateurs play. And um, the best was that Michael and Brad had a rule that at Finley, if our golf course on campus. If the ball went in the woods, there was an imaginary red line, and so they didn't, they could take a drop because there might be snakes in the woods. <laughs> it wasn't; they weren't even going to look for the ball because one of us gave them gave it to them, and two, there might be a snake in there. So Michael started off just hitting it around, and um, you know, obviously, when he left school, it was a great thing for him to to take on, you know, to to get away from you know, the superstar status. A lot of pro athletes love golf, one, because it's a challenge and, and they can get really good at it. And it's something to do, you know, opposite of what their what their lifestyle is normally. Four hours out there on the golf course was great for Michael. You can get out and get away. Or eight hours because he played 36 or 54. But um, it's fun to, to have that connection. You know, obviously he went on to be Michael Jordan and I went on to play on the PGA Tour and our paths crossed rarely. You know, we I, I would a hundred he would a hundred percent guarantee with us. The most of the time we've spent in the last, you know, twenty years has been at a Ryder Cup. Mm. <laughs> oh, right. Right. And right. so I see him, he hangs out, we walk together, talk golf, you know, we're getting ready for Charlotte, communicate a little bit, but he'll come out and hang out in the team room, come out and watch. And um, in Quail Hollow, you at mean. Quail Hollow. Yeah, he would have to be there, I would yeah. think. It's, and and that's what's so cool about the President's Cup is Jimmy Johnson wants to come out and watch golf and hang out. Yeah. And Michael Jordan wants to come out and watch golf. And Darius Rucker is going to be there all week. Um, you know, wow. our friends that are superstars and other things. Michael Phelps stood in a fairway at Medina 2012, first Ryder Cup he'd been to. He stood in the fairway with Freddie Couples and I. And there's a big cheer up on the green. He goes, this is the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. And we went, what? <laughs> All those gold medals? He goes, no, man, this is unbelievable. And Darius Rucker said at a Ryder Cup at Hazeltine, the first one he kind of spent the week with us, he said, I've been to 11 or 12 Super Bowls. He goes, this is the most incredible event I've ever been to. And so when you, you get to appreciate what we get to do, that at the President's Cup, Jimmy Johnson, seven-time NASCAR champion, he thinks it's cool to come watch us play golf, you know? And um, he wants to hang out, and he wants to see the players. And we've had, you know, Kelly Slater and Bill Murray. We've had all kinds of guys who just want to come and be around the team. And that's for this, not so much like – there, I mean, I know they're fans of other things, but it's somehow the team aspect. The of, team aspect. This is the USA. It's Team yeah. USA, representing your country. It's, you know – it's so big in Charlotte. You know, they, they grow every year. Mm-hmm. President Cup gets bigger at every venue. 
but this one's just going to be out of the park. And we've, we've known it for five years or more. One, because of the Harris family, what they've done for that club, what they've done for golf in North Carolina, what they've done for the Wells Fargo Championship, the great PGA Championship. One year they took us to the beach. Really? <laughs> you know, the, the Bobby Long year we, we played down at Eagle Point because of the PGA Championship. They made that one just even more special. Um, the Harris family has been great to a bunch of us tour players. Um, Trevor and I are now honorary members of Quail Hollow Golf Club. And I said, y'all shouldn't have done that because I'm just going to come up to eat, much less play golf. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, all the way back to my dad being the pro at Charlotte Country Club, you know, the Harris family has, has had an influence and friendship with, with the Love family. So it's on so many levels, it's so special. And that's why Tim Fincham said, you're going to be President's Cup captain one day. And I go, nah. I don't need to be president's cup. There's so many other guys that could do it. And then Jay Monahan takes over. So I could, you're going to be president's cup captain in Charlotte. And I go, no, he's just let Tiger do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then to be able to do it and see all these things come together, um, it's going to be special for the team and they're going to go out and play and they're going to try to win. But on the sidelines, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of Tar Heel logos hidden on their clothes and there'll be there you go. Carolina blue shirt one day. Um, you're going to wear one. No, no. the whole team's going <laughs> to no. have to wear one. Okay. And luckily tiger tiger had one. I think it was their Sunday shirt in Australia. Huh. Um, so it was already Forgot in the, that. it was already in the lineup. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of, um, a lot of great memories for me. I, I didn't live in Charlotte very long, but I've always been Tar Heel born, Tar Heel bred. And, um, my mom's from outside of Charlotte, grew up on a farm that I loved going to as a kid and, um, while I was at Chapel Hill. And then, you know, obviously the golf's been great to me in the, in the Carolinas. I've had great success there and great played great tournaments there. Um, so as Jay Monahan said, you are going to be President's Cup captain and you're going to do it in Charlotte. And then he made Tiger Woods – he let Tiger Woods call me and be the one to tell me. So oh, really? that was uh, – it's it's been a it's been an incredible story and it's fun for me and it's fun for Fred Couples as the older guys to get to hang out with these guys again and turn it over to Zach Johnson and Webb Simpson, um, the next generation of captains and um, you know Fred has Fred has great ties in North Carolina as well he he loves playing there and loves going there so it's going to be a big week for Fred and I might shed a tear at the end of it because hopefully it's uh, it's our last go around. You're uh, and you were born in Charlotte, and the this. Can you explain sort of like I know your dad that he was playing the Masters the day before or something? Tell me that one one more time. Yeah, well, um, I was my mom was due with me. She was the um, secretary for the pastor of the First Baptist Church in Charlotte. My dad was the head pro at Atlanta Country Club, and the members of both <laughs> introduced them. And um, so he was in the Masters in 64, and I was, I was due middle of April. And so he left my mom at home and went down and played. He was leading the first day, um, tied with – I think he was tied with Jack the first day for lead. And then Jack ended up winning. Um, my dad played off four days and said that he went downhill on the weekend because he was worried about me. And I said, Mom, it's probably because you were leading. One of our jobs as golfers, no matter where in the world we come from, is to uphold the traditions of those who came before us. This piece of crystal was given to my father, a gift from the Augusta National Golf Club. 
The club has a tradition of giving Crystal the person who shoots the lowest round of the day. My father shot 69 in the first round of the 64 Masters. Nobody shot lower. He didn't win on Sunday. Arnold did. And I was born the day after. And this piece of crystal, unchanged from what my dad won in 1964, was given to me for shooting the low round of the day at the 1995 Masters. I finished a shot behind the winner, Ben Crenshaw. Yeah. <laughs> the club pro from Charlotte's side for the lead in the Masters. And um, so the Masters has unbelievable traditions all the way through, but the crystal vases that I got for low round of the day at the Masters were exactly the same as my dad's 1964. I thought I saw that in the World Golf Hall of Fame induction speech. I, yeah. I pulled out, the, really cool. pulled yeah. out the, the crystal trophies. To, and today that – that means even more traditions are important that my dad's trophy in 64 and my trophies in the nineties and two thousands, Augusta didn't change them. And the, and the rules on the back of the pairing sheet in 64 are still the rules on the pairing really? sheet yeah. in 2022. And they have not deviated from the traditions that Bobby Jones set down. We are going to do it this way. And there's no discussion. There's no running at the Masters. <laughs> right, I know. Yeah. yeah. Just no, no, yeah, nobody run. Yeah. Nobody run for the last 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And look at the the decorum and the traditions and the the honor of tradition that they've created at Augusta National. There's something to that. The PGA Tour strives for that. They try to be modern and hip and and have Instagram and websites, but we still John Madden greatest football coach maybe ever always tried to understand why I took my hat off and shook hands at the end of a round. And I said, because Ben Crenshaw and Tom Kite did that. Mm. And because Mr. Hogan did that. Therefore I'm, there's no discussion. You were going to take your hat off. And when you go in the clubhouse, you take your hat off. And those things, the tour and the masters, um, they uphold those traditions. So um, it's just I, I'm I'm honored to to go to Charlotte and get these guys ready to play, but then also give that message that Freddie and I believe in the traditions that, that got us here and let's let's go represent that well this week. And just to make sure I so and you were born the next day after the, I was born the day after Charlotte. I was born the day after the yeah. Masters. Um and then, so obviously every year, my, my birthday was either Masters or Hilton Head. Oh, right. I never, yeah. I never won the Masters on my birthday, but I won Hilton Head some on my birthday. Mm. And then in 64, my dad left Charlotte Country Club and went to Atlanta Country Club. So I, as a baby, I, I moved to it. So I've lived in Georgia my whole life, but I was born and raised and schooled in, in North Carolina. Why did you go to UNC out of Georgia? Um, well, one basketball. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And two, a bunch of guys. We had five freshmen going at the same time. We had a bunch of friends from amateur golf, uh, some all the way back to junior golf, some some pros' sons, John Hughes, whose dad was, um, you know, at, at uh, Forest Oaks, and um, Brian Sullivan from Kitty Hawk, whose dad was golf course owner and professional. And we had some good players coming in and fun group. And then I wanted to watch basketball. I was a Dean Smith fan, and um, it was close to home. So it, it checked all the boxes, close to family up there. Um, 
all around Charlotte. So I, I loved it there. I was not a good enough student to last at Chapel Hill. I was a, a good enough player to turn pro early like my buddies. You Jordan. didn't graduate ultimately, um, is that right? Yeah. I saw Jordan and Perkins and Worthy and these guys leaving early in the draft. So I decided I'd go in the PGA Tour draft. <laughs> and um, my dad supported it from a golf decision. Um some based on Q school that year and some based on my game and a lot based on my grades that it was going to take two more years to graduate. And, um, the, the PGA tour was calling. Now we made a deal, both my wife and I, that we'd run off to the PGA tour and then, then we'd finish our school somehow, somewhere. And now my, both my children who've graduated from college remind me that, <laughs> you know, they, they throw the line. We're the first ones in our family to graduate from college. Well, not, <laughs> Well, just because your parents, out, just because okay, your parents yeah. didn't, <laughs> your your grandparents certainly did. Um, but uh, I loved my time there, and now the golf team is is playing very well, and um, we've got a great group that support the golf team. Um, our company's renovating from the golf course oh, really? as, as we nice. speak. Um, so still involved. Um, my friend Harris Barton that played on the football team. Sure. And, Played for the 49ers, now has a house there, so I got somewhere to stay. There you go. So hopefully as I slow down, I'll get to spend more time up there than I have in the last 40 years since I left there. Thanks so much for listening to Sports Legends of the Carolinas. You've just heard the first half of our conversation, but there's much more to come. Amid the backdrop of Live Golf, now the Live Tour model, is not giving back. They want all the tours to feed them stars for their little select league. And so that's why they can't coexist. For that, please purchase a premium subscription to our show exclusively on Apple Podcasts. And for video of these interviews, visit charlotteobserver.com slash sportslegends. Four-time champion, a four-time champion, and 13-time tour winner. I'm Scott Fowler, and this is Sports Legends of the Carolinas. This show is produced by Jeff Siner and Kata Stevens, and the director of audio at McClatchy is Davin Coburn. For lots more content and to continue supporting this kind of work, please visit charlotteobserver.com slash sportslegends and consider a digital subscription. Connect with me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fowler or by email at sfowler at charlotteobserver.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please share with a friend. See you next week.